Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, this morning's gospel passage follows on the heels of the feeding of the 5,000. In this particular story, folks were gathered together listening to Jesus teach, and hunger begins to creep in. And as Jesus does again and again, he sees a need and he meets it in abundance. So with just a small portion of bread and fish, he miraculously provided food for every single person that was there that day. Over 5,000 bellies that were hungry, Big and small, man and woman, child and teen, every single person ate till they were filled. And leftovers were a plenty. Well, in this particular story, it is safe to say that Jesus did something that not just anyone could do. If I were to think of one of Jesus' most famous miracles, this feeding of the 5,000 would be at the top of the list. But even after miraculously providing food for thousands of people, those closest to Jesus, his disciples, his best friends, still don't really comprehend who Jesus was. They continue to believe he was a miracle worker instead of the truth that he was God himself. And that is why today's text, immediately following this feeding miracle, is so vital to the narrative. Right on the heels of the feeding of the 5,000, we have this curious story about Jesus walking on water. He's not in the water. He's not beside the water. He is on the water. This must have been quite a sight to behold because the disciples, they were scared when they saw it. They were so scared, they thought Jesus was a ghost. And Jesus must have sensed their fear in this moment. So he speaks these very familiar words that are throughout the biblical narrative. Do not be afraid. Remember, these words are a common phrase used by heavenly beings throughout the Bible when encountering humans who are very afraid. 
Jesus knows that he must be a sight to behold, and so he shows compassion and offers these comforting words. But he doesn't just say, don't be afraid. He also gives the reason why his disciples should not be afraid. And his reason is given with these words that are so full of meaning and often overlooked. They're ancient words. Jesus says, it is I. Another way to say that is, I am who I am. The same words God said to Moses when meeting him on Mount Sinai. Using these same words that God spoke to Moses, Jesus is pronouncing something huge. It is a reminder that the same God who revealed himself to Moses in the Old Testament, as I am who I am, is the same God who is providing comfort amidst these very stormy waters to his very, very scared disciples. So you might be wondering, why does that matter? Well, it may not be as clear to the modern-day hearer of this story, but to the ancient mind, it is clear what Jesus is doing. He's equating himself with God. He's revealing exactly who he is. He's not just a miracle worker. He is God himself. So this self-revelation in a boat in the middle of a storm at daybreak is a disclosure of Jesus' source of power. Jesus is equating himself with God. It should no longer be a question to who he is. And yet, even still, those closest to him continue to wrestle and struggle with Jesus' identity. So it, is Jesus, so it is Peter, excuse me, whose courage rises up, and he boldly proclaims this, Lord, if it really is you, tell me to come to you on the water. So Peter is saying, Jesus, I want to walk on water as well. So what does Jesus do? Jesus reaches his hand out to Peter and simply says one word, one word that Jesus says often, come. Come to me, Peter. And Peter, in his eagerness and in his awe, does just that. He walks to Jesus on the water, just like what he had witnessed Jesus do, he is now doing. I'm sure as he does this, he is filled with awe. 
And then he started to think about it, and something shifted, and in an instant he became aware that he too was doing something miraculous. And just like that, he gets scared, and he begins to sink, and panic sets in that he will drown, he will die. That water will overcome him. And so he cries out, Lord, don't just stand there and watch me die. Save me. And again, with compassion and nothing to prove, Jesus simply reaches out his hand, offers it to Peter, and pulls him up. Gave him a lifeline threw him a life vest, and then quickly scolded him, saying, Why, oh why, do you doubt? And with that, the wind ceased, things calmed down, Peter's heart slowed, and the other disciples knew that what they had just seen was more than a dream. What they didn't recognize at the feeding of the 5,000, they recognized now. And they spoke it with certitude, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And in this moment, on a boat, those closest to Jesus finally understood who he was. And how true this is for us as well. When things are going well and when our bellies are full, we may not recognize as clearly the hand of God as when we are drowning looking for a life vest or raft. It is in those moments we are most likely to cry out, Lord, save me, help me, rescue me. And what I have found is what we need saving from comes in all forms. Perhaps it's a hopeless situation or relationship that's no longer life-giving. Perhaps our bodies are being held captive by a crippling disease. Or maybe, and this one might be the hardest of all to think about, we just need saving from ourselves. That critiquing voice that never seems to go away, which is so good at stealing our joy. Or this one, the endless game of comparison. Or for some, the relentless pursuit of happiness and contentment that never quite seems to come because in truth, we look for it in all the wrong places. And just like Peter, when we are finally able to cry out and ask for help, we recognize 
that the unobtrusive, still, quiet presence of God has been with us all along. Walking, never leaving, always quietly and gently companioning. So quiet that in times of ease and goodness we tend to forget, but in more challenging times, and honestly, perhaps it's in those moments we're most attuned, our hearts are open because we're desperate, scared, and that is what makes this story so relevant for today. This is a story of what it means to be human, that there will always be times of unrest and chaos. And my friends, a life of faith and discipleship in no way shields us from hardship or turbulence. It just doesn't. So we will know that these times come, and sometimes it feels like there isn't a way out or that life can get better. You feel swallowed up and overwhelmed. But I would be remiss if I didn't first remind myself and you that life can be different. Life can look differently. And so I say, better days will come. A saving hand can be found, whether through modern medicine, loads and loads of therapy, hundreds of miles walked. A simple invitation to an overwhelmed mom to bring her four boys over for an afternoon swim, to give her just a small break. or perhaps just committing to getting out of bed every day and putting one foot in front of the other. Those life vests and life rafts will come if we only have the courage and eyes to see them and like our friend Peter to cry out for them. And the other side is true, we also have to have the faith that God will hear our cries and will send a life raft to us. Perhaps not in the way you thought or imagined, sometimes just by a simple text from a friend who gently reminds us, Suzanne, take a deep breath and just keep going. If this is where you find yourself today, because in some measure I am right there with you, what I would say to myself, I say to you, don't lose heart. Keep moving forward, believing and trusting that Jesus is quietly with you.
His presence is as sure as the sun, the moon, and the stars, even until the end of the age. He is in the water, he is beside the water, and most certainly he is on the water. Have no doubt, your faithful companion, the one who saves, whatever situation, whatever mess you may find yourself in, is waiting for you to call. He will answer, but be open and of good courage as he sends whatever life draft to you in whatever form, because we all will be in the stormy waters of life at some point. Take heart, or they will not overcome you, because our God is with you. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.